right, it is time for another Master Passive Income show. Now, my name is Dustin Heiner. I am the founder of Master Passive Income, and I help people quit their jobs with rental properties and passive income. That's right, where money comes in your pocket every single month. You don't work and you still get paid. Now, obviously, you'd be able to quit your job if you made $5,000 or $10,000 a month without even working. Well, that is what we talk about here, is that rental properties puts money in your pocket without you even working. Doesn't that sound terrific? And if you were able to quit your job with the properties, you will never have a job again, and that's what I wanna see for you. Now today, I have an awesome, awesome couple here that's gonna be sharing with you how they are building their real estate investing business with junk or garbage or things that they find. And here is a quick snippet of what they did. They found something in the garbage, they fixed it up, they sold it, and they did that over and over again. Now they have $100,000 worth of inventory that once they sell all that, they're gonna buy a rental property and have passive income coming in every single month. So anybody out there is saying, well, I don't have money to get started. Well, these guys didn't, and they are still doing it without having money in their pockets. This is how they live and this is how they make money for future investing and you can do it too. So I'm super excited, let's get in there. Let's start the show where we learn how to turn garbage into a rental property. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast where we talk about all aspects of real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. All right. Now, I know it sounds super crazy that somebody could take garbage, something that somebody threw away and turn it into $100,000 of inventory that they can then sell to buy a rental property. Oh, it sounds crazy. I didn't believe it when I when I heard it, but it is absolutely true. They do this all the time. So before we get into the show, and I have something I want to give to you for free. It's my free course. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. It's a free mini course that's going to show you how you can get started investing in real estate rental properties. Again, go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. And everything we talk about today, you can go in our podcast show notes, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 059. This is a 59th podcast episode. And in the description, I'm going to have all these links in there for you as well. Now, I also, from time to time, read reviews that I get for the podcast because I love getting reviews. I love seeing what people like and what they don't like and all that good stuff. But I got a review from Taryn. Taryn says, this is the podcast, just the podcast I was looking for. My husband and I are fairly new to the investment property game, but I love how the info Dustin gives is filled with knowledge for both rookie and veterans. Thanks, Dustin. And she gave me a five stars. Hey, Taryn and husband, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. I'm glad you guys are enjoying the show. You know, I keep trying to put out actionable, applicable content for you guys to move forward. Now, I want to see you guys change your life. Now, there's another thing that I wanted to talk to you about. Did you know that college is so expensive? Well, of course you knew that. That college is ridiculously expensive. I know when I went to college, it probably cost me, and I went to a state school in California, I think maybe like... $2,000 a year. So at most I was paying like $8,000 for entire college education, which you can work a job, a part-time job and still pay off that and not come out with debt. Nowadays, it's horrible where college is costing 
40, 50, $60,000 and up. I have students of mine who I'm helping invest in real estate that have $100,000 in, in um, college debt. And I'm helping them get out of that at the same time building their business. Now, I wanna ask you, why are colleges so expensive? You know, your job, when you go to college, your job, but like the goal for going to college is to get a job when you get out of college, you know, get the knowledge, get the information so that you can get a job, a good paying job, get that job, work in there for many, many years, and then be able to retire. You know, that's the goal. But if you come out of college with $80,000 in debt, how crazy is that gonna be? I mean, you can buy, I can show you how to buy two or three rental properties with $80,000 that make you, that probably make you about $1,200, $1,300 a month in passive income. How much better would it be to buy, a prop, buy properties with that money than giving away to some college? So my question is, why are colleges so expensive? Well, I do have the answer. Well, it's because the federal government has gone into the loan-making business. Basically, all loans are given by the federal government. And the colleges, the institutions, the, the um, what are they called? The deans, the um, professors, all of the people that run the colleges realize that the government's giving the loan, you are getting the loan, we can make money off the students, we can make loads of money off the students. It's a racket, it's absolutely a racket, and I strongly suggest anybody that if you're thinking about going to college, don't. That is one of the worst things you can do. You're gonna straddle yourself with so much debt. Now, did you know that you can also not, I repeat, not, you cannot file bankruptcy on your student loans because it's a federal government. They have that loan. So you absolutely cannot file bankruptcy. So if you get $100,000 in debt, you're trying to pay it off and you can't climb your way out of the debt. You know, the debt is getting worse and worse. And, and maybe you might think, I'm just gonna go ahead and file bankruptcy to get out of this debt because I cannot climb out of this hole. Well, sad to say, you cannot file bankruptcy you still, well, you can't, you can file bankruptcy, but it's not going to wipe out that college debt. That college debt will still go with you. And so the colleges know that the federal government's going to pay it. You're going to pay it. So let's say you have a student getting a loan for $200,000 to go to a prestigious school. You don't have to pay for room and board, their books, their fun things. They have to have some spending money. You know, So they, they put a lot of um, you know, loans, or get a lot of loans and put money in their pockets as well as into the uh, professor's pockets. Now, you cannot go and file bankruptcy on $100,000, $200,000, or even a million dollars in loans. You are going to have to pay for it or somebody else will. So the college knows they absolutely know that you can't file bankruptcy, so they keep raising prices over and over and over again. You know, if you look back 15 years ago and how much it cost versus now, let alone in two, five, 10 years, it has gone astronomically. It's like if you look at a chart, it's a slow, gradual climb. And then I think in like in 2008, you know, nine-ish, it just started skyrocketing straight up. And now it's it's so high, but it'll only keep going up. Now, here's the sad thing. You're going to have to pay for it. And it's going to be on you. But here's another thing. We got politicians right now. And I don't know where you stand. Um, I'm not going to share with you where I stand on politics. But what is so sad is we have politicians saying, you have hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt for schooling. We're going to make the rich pay for it. We're going to make somebody else. We're going to steal, in my opinion. And honestly, taking from somebody to give to another. I don't care if it's a law. You're still stealing from somebody else to give it to somebody else. That is stealing and that's wrong. So making somebody else pay for a loan that you get is wrong. Now, my opinion, number one, don't go to college. <laughs> that's a big one. Number two, 
if you are going to go to college, you should pay for it yourself instead of making somebody else pay for it. My wholehearted opinion, buy rental properties. Buy rental properties so you don't have to go to college. This is a way to never go to college. In fact, my children, all four of my kids, I'm teaching them how to buy rental properties. In fact, just last month, my daughter, she's 11 years old now, she said to me, Daddy, when I have enough money to buy a car, I don't want to buy a car. You know, when she's 16, 17, or 18, however old she's going to be, I don't want to buy a car. I want to buy a rental property. And that rental property, make me money so then I could buy a car with that money. And I said, add a girl. That is fantastic. And you know, her mom and I are not going to give her money. We're not going to buy a car. We're, we're not that type. We're really frugal. Even though we have money, we're not going to go to spend money on them because we want them to learn the value of money and hard work. So I'm encouraging you, don't go to college. If you've already gone to college, I would encourage you to say to your kids, don't go to college. There's so many better ways. And in my opinion, rental properties is the absolute best way to do it. All right, guys, let's get in the show where we talk to Robert and Melissa about flipping items, flipping garbage, flipping anything into a rental property. So imagine taking one thing that you find in the garbage, fixing it up, selling it, and then turning that over and over again into a rental property that makes you money every single month. That's what they do. I'm super excited. Hopefully, you know, it probably doesn't come across like I'm excited, but I am. I'm super excited. These guys are terrific. So let's get started. Let's listen to the show where we talk to Robert and Melissa. Let's see how they do it and how you can do it as well. All right, everybody. I am so excited to bring on these two great people that are going to be sharing with us how they started investing and how they're going to continue investing in real estate with little or no money, basically starting from scratch. And so I have Robert and Melissa Stephenson here with me today. Hey, thank you very much, you guys, for being here on the show. No, thank you for having us. We're super excited. Excited to be here. That's great. So I, when I heard of your story of what you're trying to do, and we'll get into it in just a, a few minutes, um, I was really excited because you're doing something that a lot of people, they're, they aspire to invest in real estate, but they say, I don't have any money. Like, how do I get started? And a lot of my coaching students, I actually have to help them to get started and figure out how to do it. And so it's, it's a lot of work, but talking with you guys about what you've done, I'm super excited. So before we get into that, I would like to know, um, who you are besides your businesses and everything, like um, how long you guys been married, how many kids you have, how you guys met, you know, just fun things about you guys. Cool, for sure. We've been married for almost 12 almost years. 12 years this this summer, right? Uh, yeah. July, yeah. yeah. July. Um, and we have three kids, ages six, five, and three. Um, and yeah, that, I mean, our oldest just was in kindergarten this year, so we just started the school thing, yep. so um, yeah. What, it, what else about us? <laughs> it's very, yeah. Our life is very interesting right now. It, it definitely resol- revolves around our kids and we absolutely love them. So everything that we do is really to spend time with them and, and raise them. That's great. Same here. That's, I quit my job when I was 37 years old and I'm super blessed to be able to be home with my kids. It's just a blessing to be around my wife and my kids all the time. So what, what, um, what do you guys do for fun? Do you guys have any hobbies or anything else that you guys like to do? Go to flea markets now. <laughs> we love everything. We love water sports. We grew up in uh, down here in Florida, uh, Orlando area, and I grew up on the water. Um, we love surfing on the water. We love uh, wakeboarding. Um, anything that has to do with the water, jet skis, we love that. Um, and then we do a lot of exercising as well. We, Melissa and I, uh, run, um, push the kids in the stroller, and we jog quite a bit. Um, and then we're just outdoors people. We love doing anything pretty much outdoors. We're camping. Camping as well, yes. That's great. That's, that's terrific. And, um, Melissa, you mentioned 
they're going to flea markets. Now, I personally, I cannot stand um, uh, flea markets. I can't stand going to um, yard sales or, you know, garage sales and things like that. But that's something that got you guys um, got basically it's, it's, it's a passion for you guys, but at the same time, it's going to help you to get moving into real estate. So that we're going to talk about in just a second. Now, when you already have one property, so how long have you guys been thinking about rental properties? And then what, tell us a little bit about that first deal, that first property you guys had. You did, were in houses before yeah. me. A couple of years, probably what, 10, 15 years ago, I actually was flipping houses. So I, I, I bought and sold houses. Um, the one we have one rental right now. Uh, we were living in the rental. We bought the house across the street from the rental to move into when we outgrew the smaller house. Um, and now we rent we that. Kept it as a rental. Yeah, and we kept it as a rental. We actually do Airbnb in that house. Um, and we just started that last year. We did long term for almost five years, and yeah. then just started last year doing Airbnb for. Um, that house. Yeah, we love real estate. I absolutely, I, I that's the I do have a passion in what I do right now for flipping. Um, but real estate is where there is so much money to be saved and made um, in the real estate industry. So our, we'll we'll our, continue to grow our real estate portfolio for sure. Yeah, our long term goal, what we've talked about for years, is to have at least ten properties that we manage, and that's kind of our retirement. Yeah, for sure. That's that's fantastic. Now, tell me about that switch from being a long-term rental, you know, we have year long leases or hopefully longer than that. They stay in there for a long time. Now doing Airbnb, tell us a little about that. Is it better going to Airbnb and what was the switch and are you making more money? We are making more money. Um, it, it is more work for sure. Cause we, I mean, I don't hire out the cleaning. I do the cleaning, but the house is only 600 square foot. So that makes a big difference. It's not huge. It's perfect for two people. It's not, like we don't get big parties in there, which is good. It's just, you know, basically couples come down to our area. They kind of want to move to the area. So they, um, th those are most of the people that we've had and we've had a pretty good experience with it. Yeah. Right? It's been great for us. I mean, we make three to four times as much on Airbnb versus renting it long-term plus people in Airbnb, they can't, they don't really have time to settle into the house. So they're taking pretty good care of our property um, while they're there uh, versus somebody who settles in, um, you know, maybe, maybe trash it a little bit more than somebody else that's only in there for, you know, week, two weeks, up to a month, something like that. So would you say that this is something you would continue doing or are you looking for maybe having both Airbnb and long-term rentals? A hundred percent. I would do Airbnb right now. Yeah, as if long it, as yeah. If, it, if the property was a lot larger, we'd probably do more long term, yeah. like a family rental. But it, since it's small, it makes it easy to fix and clean up, and and we're right across the street, so that helps a lot too. <laughs> so yeah, um, that we're right there if they need anything, or if, you know, just to clean it, it's right there. So that's good. So it, when you build your business and buy more properties, would you want to continue that model? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we want them close into our area. We're in a pretty decent area down here in Florida um, that is very desirable. So, um, they, uh, yeah, the we're we're trying to buy another property by the end of the year this year, and we want to do it in our our little town um, just because it's just so much easier to manage and um, yeah, be able to do it as an Airbnb that we can we can manage ourselves. That's great. And Robert, you said you used to do, or you do you still do flipping as as opposed to used to do it. No, I, I got out of the houses. yeah I got out houses. of the houses probably when Melissa and I met. Um, I I had done a couple houses and made some great money at it, but um, it's just a lot more red tape. 
Um, you deal with uh, titles and all that kind of stuff that, that we're, we're the business we're in right now. Some of the flips that I do on, on the, the way we make money are, is just as profitable as a house. Um, but all it is, is a transaction. Somebody pays me cash or pays me through online and then I ship them the item that they bought. Um, so that's kind of where our, our business model is right now. Um, uh, in the future, yeah, I don't know if we'll do flips on houses. We'll, we'll, I, like I said, I think we'll probably get more, uh, you know, stock up to five to 10 houses and, and use it as a retirement and a, a, uh, an income basis for Airbnb or long-term. That's great. And you said with Airbnb, you probably make three to four times as much as you would normally normal rents. Yes, it's crazy how much more money you can make, you know, renting it out by the night versus uh, a monthly rental for sure. That's great. What was it like moving from your house, the 600 square foot house, then buying the one across the street? Was that hard? Was that like something that you in, envisioned before, uh, before you guys even did? Or was it all of a sudden like spur of the moment? Hey, let's turn this one into a rental. How, how did that thinking go? Well, uh, we got pregnant with our first kid and we knew we needed to move. We just didn't know exactly what that looked like. And then we were friends with the lady across the street and she was older um, and she said she was moving in with her son. She was elderly and that she was going to sell the house. And so Rob (laughs) said, uh, well, we might be interested in your house. Yeah, we expressed interest to her and she was more than happy to, you know, help us get the house. And um, yeah, she we we bought it from her. And um, then we never really had intentions of selling the house uh, that we were in, because like I said, we've always I I, I love real estate no matter what. That's the only only place people can really make millions of dollars is in real estate. Um, and I, I see that, but, um, we, yeah, like I said, our, our goal has always been to grab a couple of uh, rental properties and, uh, and hold on to them. I don't think we ever thought about selling it at at that time at all. Good for you. That, that's fantastic. Plus it's right across the street. So you definitely have an eye on the property. So from, from that now, what really intrigued me about your story, you found a chair in the garbage and then turn that into lots and lots of money. Tell us a little bit about how that went about and then what you're going to do with that money. Yeah, definitely. That is our 2019 flipper challenge. Um, Melissa and I, we, we, uh, um, we walk to our downtown area at least once or twice a day. It's about a mile from our house. Um, we walk down there and we, we regularly look for, um, not really look for stuff, but we see stuff that people are putting out in the trash. Um, and what was it? The beginning of January, like the first yeah. week of January, uh, there was this nice looking like accent chair that somebody was throwing away, just sitting on the side of the road, uh, in front of their house. Um, so we grabbed that chair. Um, actually we walked downtown, walked back. I, I jumped in my truck once we I got back to the, the house. Stroller. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I jumped in the truck, went back and got it and then brought it to the house and it needed actually, the, the reason they threw it away was there's a little uh, piece of wood that was broken on the underneath side. Um, very easy fix. Took me less than five minutes. I had a piece of wood out in my uh, garage. I cut it and put it up in there and screwed it in with a couple screws. Uh, so I fixed the problem. And then we sold that chair for $50 on Facebook marketplace. On Facebook marketplace. Mm-hmm. And, um, after that we actually, uh, bought two exercise bikes with off that, of offer up with the $50, with the $50. And we, um, sold those bikes um, for $500 a piece. So that got us up to a thousand dollars. Now, ever since then, we've been reinvesting that money. We haven't put a penny of our own money into this pot. Um, and ever since then, since, uh, I think it was like January 10th is when we started, when we got the chair and sold it. 
Um, we're up to, and I just did the total a little while ago, we're up to over $100,000 of inventory of stuff that we have bought from the money that we sold that chair with and kept reinvesting it. So we're over $100,000 of inventory um, and we've already brought in cash-wise, we've sold 11, yeah, a little over $11,000. We've already brought that in, but we've already reinvested, I think, five or 6000 to get up to the $100,000 uh, inventory mark. Um, and we're going to keep going. Our goal is to get to roughly, we want to have 150,000 cash at the end of the year. And we want to buy a rental property at the end of the year with that cash that we got a chair out of the trash and we were able to turn it into a rental property. <laughs> that is an amazing, amazing story. Now, my mind, I'm not creative at all. I absolutely know that I'm not creative. And my wife is, she, she has all the creati creativity in the family. And, um, to take something like that and make it into money, that takes creativity. Now, tell us about the process of finding something or even, you know, for, uh, for free in the garbage or even at a flea market and then flipping it. Tell us about that process. And cause now you're going to use that money to buy more rental properties. And tell us about that process. And, and if anybody's, as anybody's listening to this, if they're interested, Hey man, maybe I can do this. I want to get started investing. I can probably do something like this. How would they go about doing this? Definitely. Um, it, it, it's really like, like I said, I have a passion for finding, um, undervalued deals and then we resell it. So, uh, those undervalued deals can come from anywhere. They can come from the trash. They can come from apps online, offer up, let go Facebook marketplace, um, there's people everywhere that are getting rid of stuff for free or getting rid of stuff because um, they just want to get rid of it. They're not trying to make money on it. They're, they just need to liquidate. Um, if you have your eyes open and hone your skills to looking for those deals, um, you can buy them, you can get them for free, and then you can turn around and then sell them on different venues and, and make just so much money. So um, like you had mentioned before, flea markets, yard sales and stuff are not your gig. That doesn't matter in today's society because you can sit like me. I sit in my lazy boy at night and I surf offer up, which is a reselling app or Facebook marketplace. And I just scroll through the pictures and I find an awesome deal. I send them an offer. They accept the offer. And then all I do is go pick up the item, bring it back, take pictures of it. And then 90% of our sales really come off of eBay, but we do list on other uh, venues uh, to sell items, but we make the most money and the most sales on eBay because of how big it is. <laughs> That's pretty neat. Now with, with finding that item, more than likely you're gonna have to do some work to it. That doesn't, you don't always have to do some work to it, but is that something that somebody needs to have be handy or be creative and painting and, you know, fixing up things? Yeah, that comes into play again with the society that we live in, with the technology. You absolutely don't have to know a thing about anything to get into this because we have YouTube and Google. The so secret weapon is YouTube. <laughs> that's it. Back in the day when I first started this, we didn't have that at our fingertips when I was young. Um, so you didn't really have the option of learning how to fix stuff. You just trialed and aired it. But now there, if there's a problem with an item, that we, with a stove, with a uh, whatever you're doing, any type of item that you have a problem with, if there's an issue with it, you can easily plug it into Google or plug it into YouTube and probably nine out of 10 times find somebody else who has the same problem and they're giving you a solution how to fix it. So but no, not all the stuff that you have needs no, fixing. Absolutely just, not. Yeah, less than half yeah. probably of the stuff, but we, we sold a, um, a commercial compressor last week. Um, we ended, I ended up buying three of those compressors for the flipping challenge. Um, we sold one last week. We sold it for $5,350 um, and we paid $333 for it. We didn't, do, <laughs> we didn't do one thing to that compressor other than wipe it down with a, an Armorall 
uh, wipe and then we listed it online and that's it. That's all we did. We didn't fix it. We didn't do anything with it. That's all that we had to do to make that profit on that. So there's deals out there like that. Um, and you just gotta, you gotta know how to look for them and, and find them and sell them. Did you sell that on eBay? We did. We did. That actually is going from, out tonight. <laughs> yeah, from Florida to California. So oh my goodness, that's, yeah. that can't be cheap to ship that. Uh, that's what a lot of people think, but that's the other thing that's amazing about this industry that we've been in. Um, we've learned the the tricks of the trade. Um, so it's costing me, I just paid for shipping last night on it. So I'll actually uh, ship it out tonight, but it cost me $317 uh, to ship from Florida to California. On and, a pallet. and it's a large commercial compressor. Yeah, it's on a pallet. It's probably close to six foot tall. Um, it's six foot wide and then like four foot uh, deep. So it's a big unit. Um, but it only cost me $317. Plus I didn't pay a penny of that. The guy who, uh, who bought it, I, I charged him shipping for it. So, um, yeah, that's the best part about this business too, is you can, you can put shipping into your items and you're not actually paying for them. That is absolutely amazing. So now that you have this ability to create money basically from nowhere, you know, if somebody's just giving away, I've done it where on Craigslist, I'll put, like go to the free section and I'll put something in there for free because I just want to get rid of it. You know, I just take my time to try to sell it. It's like, oh, it's going to take a lot of time and effort. Just put it on there. Somebody take it out for free. Like palm trees. I had three good sized palm trees that took a lot of work for the people to take out. I gave it away for free because I was like, I don't know who is going to actually buy it. But more than likely there are people that would pay for it. But in general, you're getting things that you're not paying a ton of money for, but you're making a good amount of money. Now, from there, tra let's transition into your next property. Like, have you started looking for the area or is it the same area that you're investing in currently? Like, Tell us about this next deal that you're looking for. Yeah, we're a little bit different too. Like I talked to a guy the other day on the phone. He's like, I'm a realtor. I kind of told him what we were doing. He's like, well, please use me when you go to buy a property. We do properties a little bit different than a lot of people. I'm really good um, in person and on the phone. I'm very charismatic, I guess you could say. Um, I actually go in the local areas where we want to buy, and this is how I've done it like my whole life. I'll find a piece of property that I think I want to buy. I'll actually go into a property appraiser's website, um, and then I'll find out who the owners, is, the owners are. Um, if they don't live in that house, um, they're absentee, so it's either a rental home or if it's run down, they're not renting it out. I actually contact the owners directly and then I will try to talk them into selling me the house. Um, every piece of property that I've ever bought um, and even, yeah, yeah, nothing that I've ever bought has come off a, a multiple listing service or, um, you know, a, uh, some type of wide, um, the, the houses haven't been for sale. I've actually talked to the owners and got them to sell us the property. So that's what we will do once we have the money, um, probably September, October, somewhere in, yeah, in that area um, around November, I'll actually get out. I'll start, um, looking around um, and seeing what I can find and what looks good. And then I'll start actually doing some legwork to see if I can uh, secure a property and, and get into a contract with somebody. That sounds like a great idea. Now, would you, are you trying to save up enough money to where you could buy the property for cash? Yes, a hundred percent. We want to spend cash, hopefully right around $150,000 um, on the property and uh, buy it for cash. Man, that would be super amazing going from a chair that you found that somebody's thrown away to actually having a rental property within the year. Uh, that would just be super amazing. I'd, I can't wait to hear that story of you guys doing that. That just sounds so amazing. Yeah, we're, we're super excited about it. So um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely keep you up to, up to speed and let you know how it goes. But I'm estimating we'll probably be close to uh, four to $500,000 in inventory at the end of the year. And, um, we're, we're hoping for a hundred to 150,000 in liquid cash, 
um, they were able to actually invest in the house. So that's our goal. That's what we're working towards. Um, and yeah, it's, I, I totally think it's achievable and doable. So is that what you guys are doing? Is that how you guys live? Do you guys have jobs outside of this? No, we, that's what we, we do for our income is flip items. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this, uh, it's been a little bit um, difficult to like that money is for the house. So it, we have to keep it separate. So, but this is what we do for our income now. It yeah. started full time three years ago now. Yep. So. Man, that's great. Isn't it fantastic not having a boss? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> well, good for you. Now I've also, I'm, I'm the type and it seems like Robert you, with you searching for items to, to acquire then sell. That's a similar thing of looking for a property to acquire and sell. Um, I personally am not, I'm just, it, it's too tedious for me. I'd rather have a wholesaler do it or a realtor do it or somebody else do that and bring me the deal. I just love it. I pay them to do it. You know, I pay them like a couple of, you know, three, five grand for that deal. But at the same time, it saves me that headache because I just don't like doing it. But I know like my wife and my mother-in-law, they love going to yard sales. They love finding things that people would, oh, hey, look at this, what I found. It's worth this. And I'm like, I hate that. So yeah. <laughs> that's just how I am. But there are so many different ways to invest in re rental properties and real estate. And I'm super excited for you guys. Now, from this, how are you going to continue to build your real estate business? Is it going to be with this or what? Do you have any other thoughts beyond the, this next property? Yeah, definitely. We don't, this is our, I mean, I could go into a little bit more detail for next year, but yeah, this for this year right now, this is what we're focusing on. Um, once we do this, yeah, probably within the next two years, we'll start doing the same thing um, and investing in uh, more properties, but we don't have any specific um, plan as for how quick we'll actually acquire uh, more, more properties. So this next property, will that be a long-term rental or an Airbnb? I think you said it might be Airbnb. Yeah, that's it, what we'll shoot for. We'd but it's like to. It's, yeah. I think it, it depends on the property that yeah. we get. Like our downtown is pretty, um, it's a, like a small little downtown and it's, uh, people love it. Yeah. And if it can be, you know, close to that, then we'll probably get an Airbnb. It, it, it kind of depends on the location. Yeah. Got it. Now, looking back are there any mistakes that you've made either in real estate or in finding um, items to, to resell and all that? Is there, is there any mistakes that you can share with our audience to see, Hey, if you see this coming, you know, watch out for this. Um, yeah, we actually, we had another piece of property that was closer to our downtown area with a house on it um, that we bought. What was that? What, like three or four years ago? No, we sold it three or four years ago. Is that how long it's been now? Yeah. Wow. We sold it three or four years ago. <laughs> Um, so we probably had it, uh, we bought it six. I think we probably yeah. had two years before we sold it. Yeah. And I wish a hundred percent that we had not sold that property. Um, and yeah, that's, that's one of the bad things about, you know, you, you look back and you see stuff, um, that you wish you hadn't have done. And we, we did that versus keeping it, um, either bulldozing it down and needed quite a bit of work, but either bulldozing it down and rebuilding a house on it, um, or, um, you know, just fixing up the house. So you, that, couldn't, you couldn't get motivated to fix it. Yeah. That's the problem. It was just sitting there and we couldn't get the motivation to, to get it done. And, and there's a lot of life changing things that were going on that we were having kids. It was hard to find the time to get over and do the normal stuff on it that I do. Um, and so we yeah, both, we both had jobs then too. Yeah, we did. So yeah, that's one. Definitely. I, I have regrets on, um, as for our normal flipping job, like what we do. Um, yeah, we, we, you know, sometimes we make mistakes, but you just learn from those mistakes. You get right back up and get going. Uh, that's the best thing you can do. I agree. So would the takeaway be if you own a piece of property, don't sell it. Is that really the takeaway? I, that's what I would say. hundred <laughs> percent real estate is by far the way to go. I mean, there's ups and downs with real estate, but 
um, one way or another, it, it seems like no matter what happens, it always comes back. So, um, yeah, I totally wish we had not sold that piece um, that we had and uh, we would we would have it right now for sure. I completely agree with you. And it's hard for me and I rarely do sell property that I own, but sometimes if they're offering enough money or there's something to issue with it that I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to deal with it anymore, but rarely do I ever sell property because that's real estate's one thing that they're not making any more of. And so if you have it, you're definitely going to be wealthy and it's something we can pass down to our kids and then our grandkids and just keep passing it down. It's such a terrific wealth generating uh, vehicle for your entire family. For sure. 100%. We agree. All right. So looking back now, before you started investing and even, you know, uh, doing the, the flipping of items in, in like eBay and flea markets and stuff, looking back, what are some, is there a tip? Is there something that you would go back and tell your younger former self outside of, you know, don't sell the property once you own it outside of that? Is there something that you would go back and tell yourself to help you get faster to where you are now? Um, what do you say? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's very valuable. The lessons that you learn in life, you know, that you go through. Um, I don't know if I would give myself any other, um, advice to take on that. I mean, real estate, I mean, definitely the, like I said, that property we sold, I could think of one thing, what's that? our rental property, um, that we have right now, but we used to live there, but before we lived there, you bought it to flip. Yeah. Like he bought it as a flip house, but he bought it with a partner. So he had to buy his partner out. And then we ended up getting a higher percentage um, on the interest rate, on the interest rate yeah. because so that was probably not yeah. To, yeah. to do it with him, but to do it with a partner. But, yeah. Um, and partners. And we, that's something that we did learn uh, early off is it's hard to deal with partners. People are different and they have different, um, I guess they have um, their different expectations in a deal or something like that. So uh, definitely I, that, that would probably be a great piece of advice. Um, if it can work. You can. It you can. work with some people. Yeah, but. It, it can. But at the same time, just you have to know and understand each each role that you guys have in the deal. So um, yeah, that, that would be a huge one. I think that's a fantastic advice, piece of advice, because I've had partners in the past and what it turns out to be is I still have, I basically get 50% of the profits, but I do almost 100% of the work and I have 100% of the liability from the business. So it's just, it's, it's not a beneficial. So I'm at the point now in my life that I will never have another partner. I might have investors and I do have investors invest with me on like apartment complexes and things like that, but I'm not going to have a business partner that I'm going to have to answer to, or we're going to have to agree upon something. It's just something like, I don't want to have to deal with. Let's move on with it. I'm old enough now. I have plenty of money where I don't need to. So if if you can get on, and I would say even for myself, I would absolutely wholeheartedly tell myself younger, don't even take any partners because every time it's never done well. And so just don't do partners. So I think that's a great, great point. Especially if they're family. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So hypothetically, and I think I know what you guys would do because you already started with nothing. You got a chair. But this is a question I love to ask is hypothetically, if you're going to start all over from scratch from the very beginning with no properties, no, you know, nothing, what would you do to get your first property? What would you get if you started from scratch um, to get your first property? I don't know. Like we, I mean, that's, we're able to generate income off of nothing, you know, from something from the trash. Um, that to me is, it's amazing. It's, it's just to be able to take something that somebody else does not want or wants to throw away, um, and then keep selling it and creating income. I'm by, to me, that's like the ultimate. I mean, you're, you're making money out of something that somebody else didn't want it. It's, it's literally trash, 
Um, and if you didn't take it, it would be in a landfill filling up our landfills versus you taking it pretty much uh, either, you know, rehabbing it or repurposing it or um, just selling to somebody who really wants it. So um, yeah, that's what I would say 100%. Yeah, Robert, I completely agree. And, and just knowing where you guys have come from, where you took a chair from that you took it from the garbage or basically somebody thrown away and you fixed it up. And now you have $100,000 in inventory, turning that into hopefully $150,000 in liquid cash so you can buy a property. That's great. Now, is that something you're going to continue to try to do is buy these properties for cash? Yeah, I, I mean... Uh... That's what we really want to do. It just makes the whole process easier. Um, everything's easier if you can spend it on you spend cash versus having something over your head uh, lingering. So yeah, our our model is definitely cash uh, versus borrowing to uh, to get it. Got it. Now you are also living off of the income that you're making from this flipping this uh, product or like um, item flipping business. So you have to make more than one hundred fifty thousand dollars. You have to make enough to provide for your family for the entire year. Yep. Exactly. That's where it's, it's tricky because, you know, when we buy something, we have to figure out if we want to use the flipping money or we want to want it to go to our income for flipping it. So um, it's had to work double time. Exactly. It's uh, it, it, I mean, it's working, but at the same time, yeah, that's that's the tricky part of what we're trying to do. I completely understand. Now, does the word sacrifice kind of grab you and like you have to sacrifice now in time or money or luxuries or, you know, whatever it might be? Are you having to sacrifice? in order to get to your goals? We sacrifice a lot of sleep. <laughs> we work a lot of nights because we spend time with the kids during the day. Um, I mean, they do stuff with us. Like they'll go and um, the flea market. they go to the yeah. flea market. They, they're in our business with us when they're yeah. not at school. Um, but, you know, I'll, 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 we I'll, work at night. Too. Yeah, I'll add something to this. Definitely, uh, Dustin, is um, like I totally feel 100% blessed in what we do. I'm a very optimistic kind of person, but I don't feel like there's anything else. Like kind of you said, you're, you don't have to answer to a boss. That's We're living our dream life right now because we get our own schedule. We have time to go to our kids' you know, functions. We take our kids to school. We spend time with our kids. And at the same time, we're building an amazing business. So um, a, a sacrificing, I don't really think we sacrifice that much. Um, I really feel blessed just to be alive and to be able to do this, this business that I absolutely love to do um, and get what we're getting out of it. So we live more frugally because of our nature of well, our business. That is something <laughs> so. that's definitely different about what we do. Like a lot of people go out and have to either finance uh, home furniture, appliances, or they have to pay a lot of money for that stuff. I can get that stuff for next to nothing because of the industry we're in. I get almost everything in our house. Um, since we're flippers, almost everything in our house is not brand new. It's secondhand, but it's not junk. I mean, we have high-end appliances. Um, we have really, really nice stuff because you, there's just amazing deals out there that you can find um, when you're into this industry. So yeah, definitely. That's that's a brilliant. I love that. My wife and I, my wife helped me to be even more frugal than I ever was. And so with that frugality has helped me to buy more properties because when I think of, man, if I'm spending this money on this, I can't use that to buy a house. And so usually being frugal really, really helps. Now, thinking of your kids and how you can pass down your wealth in properties to them, how else are you helping your children are going to be helping your children? Have you thought about how you're going to pass down what you've learned and, and not just the actual products, the, the physical inventory of your uh, properties or the things that you own, but in educating them, have you thought about doing that? Um, and we, they're just now to the age, like our oldest is just six. So we just kind of, you know, are getting into, um, a little more responsibility and, and that kind of thing. And, 
learning about a little bit about money and, you know, and when they want something um, like we just started a system where they, you know, do little, little chores for their level and they get, they can get a couple dollars to go to the flea market. So, and then they can spend their money at the flea market. Um, and I mean, that's just kind of the level we're at right now, but I think them seeing us, work every day they know what we do is work like they they understand that yeah um they do and, videos with us when we do our yeah. our, our blogs our uh, our everything that we do they're involved with it so they have a good understanding of what we do um which i think that they will take with them um and understand and, it and i think they know that this is our passion and we work hard um and we're doing what we like to do and i think that we want to instill that in them for sure to follow their passion and and have good work ethic and work hard at what they want. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And being able to afford the lifestyle that you guys want to have, that's great. Now looking at how you are able to take an item and turn it into a hundred thousand dollars. Is that something that's would be, I know you said, you know, you sit on your lazy boy and you, you jump through the apps and you, you, you do that. Is that something that any one of the people listening, is that something that they can do? 100% 100% yeah if, if, if it's what you like to do or you think you might be interested in it um, yeah it, it's definitely a skill that you can learn um, and we actually three years ago we actually uh, started a course um, to teach people to, to figure out if it's what they want to do um, they can actually uh, yeah go through a course and um, and learn the skills that we have learned I've been doing this since I was 16 years old um, not not always full-time but part-time I have. Um, and yeah, I've learned a ton of things along the way. Uh, most anything that could ever happen to anybody, um, in this industry of flipping, um, items and buying and reselling. Um, if it, one way or another, I've gone through the experience and that's why we put a course together, um, to actually teach people how to go from, uh, wherever they're at, whatever their questions are, how to get to the next level. Um, and just teach them, you know, our, our expertise, our skills on the matter. That's great. That's great. And I know there are going to be so many people that are going to be listening to this and knowing that they have either little to no money. And just like you guys, they can start with finding something that somebody's throwing away and eventually flip that and turn that into enough money to buy property. So that's great. So with that, you know, with the course and how to find you guys, how would any one of our listeners be able to find you see what you're doing if they want to take your course or how would they be able to find you guys? Um, at our website, flea market flipper is our website. Um, and we actually, for anybody listening to your, uh, for your audience, um, we have our ebook beginner's guide to selling on eBay that we can give to anybody listening to your podcast. That's great. Yeah. I will put that link and I'll get that from you. I'll put it inside the, the show notes as well as the description. So you can just click on that and go ahead and get that, that ebook. That would be really, really great and beneficial. I know there are so many ways that you can make money and this is a great way to do it, especially when you're not using any of your own money. So that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. that was free flea market flipper.com. Yep. Yep. That's great. Us. Great, <laughs> great, great. Well, I'm, I thank you very much, you guys. It has been uh, great talking to you. You guys seem like, sound like a terrific couple. Um, I'm really, really glad that I got to have you on the show. And I think our listeners have, have been able to gleam a lot of it because a lot of people starting with little to no money. I mean, we basically all start from zero. And so we need to start from scratch and this would be a great way to do it. So thank you very much, you guys, for being on the show. Of course. Thank you so much for having us. We had a blast. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Take care. (laughs) Bye.
Now, wasn't that fantastic? I was so excited at going into the interview and then coming out of the interview, I'm so even more excited. Like These guys are absolutely doing it. They have one property. Now they are building up to where they have another property. So if you were telling yourself, well, I don't have money, so I'm not gonna invest in real estate, you don't have an excuse anymore. They've shown you exactly how to do it. And if you are interested in getting their free book where it shows you how to do it, go ahead and get that as well. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash flea market flipper. And all these links will also be inside the description as well as in the show notes. And you can read up on everything we talked about today, all the links and everything we talked about on the show notes page. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 059. This is the 59th podcast episode. All right, guys, you guys have been terrific. Thank you so much for being here with me. I super, super appreciate you guys and your time. Thank you very much. Let's get out there. Let's start investing. Change your life with real estate, rental properties. Find that one thing in the garbage, turn it over, and buy a rental property with it. All right, guys, take care of yourselves. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out.